Hi, my name is Sally Baker. I'm a therapist and I'm talking today about Love Island. In the press today, Richard Coles, the Love Island's creative director, has felt the need to justify the lack of body diversity on series five that starts in just a couple of days. So although there's been all sorts of rumors about what plus size model might be joining, there seems that there's no plus size um, contestants in the first cohort that are going to Love Island. And I don't think this is surprising. The whole of Love Island is a fantasy program that we watch and indulge ourselves in for eight weeks during summer. So we get to um, enjoy all the shenanigans in the villa and on the island between these beautiful people. And because they're all beautiful people, it makes them all pretty much a blank slate. So their body size and what they look like are immaterial really, because um, what we're doing is we are going to be learning about the people and deciding whether we like them and, and feel committed to them by how they behave and, what, and how they interact with each other. Because they are all so similar, we won't be just judging them necessarily on their looks. And you can imagine the focus that a plus size model would have in the villa and how uncomfortable that could be. Samara had a, a really difficult time. Um, last year on series four, she was the only black female, the only black girl chosen last chosen um, subsequently a few times and always unlucky in love, always felt like a, a bit of a, an afterthought. So a plus size model might feel very much the same as Samira felt. And that's going to be difficult to watch and it's going to be, um, it's going to bring us all down. So the whole idea that Love Island is for us to escape to and really enjoy watching means it makes perfect sense that they've chosen beautiful and handsome contestants. So over the next few weeks, the public will learn how they are, how they behave, and they will either be demonized or adored for what they say and how they interact, interact instead of how they look. And that's much more meaningful for the viewers at home. When we start with them on Monday, I don't think very many of us, unless we follow them on social media, are going to care very much about any of them. They all seem fairly anodyne pretty similar there's very little variance in age this this year this intake for instance so we are all open to whatever they present do or say and that's really exciting because that's how it's all going to be decided for us and that feels much more honest because the value of love island is to see how relationships develop between contestants and how those relationships play out and we also learn really valuable lessons that beauty doesn't inoculate us against heartache, doesn't protect anyone from being betrayed or let down. Um, and we should all, those are really useful conversation starters to have with our young people and with each other. That we may have, part of our mindset might be that, oh, I need to look this certain way before I can be happy. Well, here's the living proof. The people on the island look pretty perfect from the outside and yet they are not immune they have all of the same emotions 
and feelings and vulnerabilities than the rest of us. So perhaps the lesson there is that we can drop this pretense that having a perfect physicality, having a perfect face is going to be the answer to all our ills because we're going to watch it for eight weeks and find out that's not the case. These underneath these perfect personas, these perfect exteriors are real people with real vulnerabilities and, and that's what makes us love them and care about them. So um, let's see how it all unfolds. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in touch soon. Thank you.